Get rid of me, can you? Can't get rid of me, can you? No. Well, I'm here. Don't know what good it's gonna. I don't know what good it's gonna do us, but I'm here. I do not give up easily. Those of you that know me would know that. If I'm still here, I haven't given up. Okay, so let's talk today about a really great company for watches called Longines, the world's most famous watch. No, actually, Longines, their logo, their uh, motto is the world's most honored watch. So they've been around since 1832. Longines translates into Long Meadow. Um, they have their own by the big company that owns, uh, Richemont that owns, uh, Vacheron and Piaget and Cartier and you name it. They own some of the finest companies. So they're one of their uh, lesser pieces. But here's what the CEO of Longines has to say. Wearing a Longines timepiece means embracing a world of possibilities and proudly displaying our ever-changing identity. And so with this simple gesture, we're able to express our unique vision of elegance day after day. And that was uh, Matthias Breschen, Longine CEO. They started in, uh, they started actually in 1832, August Agassiz. Remember I mentioned Agassiz before? That name is very good. Um, he founded Longines in the Swiss village of Saint-Emir, and the company founded has been located there ever since. So his nephew, Ernest Francelon, took over the day-to-day operation of the company in 1867. He set up a factory in the area known locally as Les Longines, the Long Meadows, and adopted that name for the factory. Um, when they opened, the company was using its iconic winged hourglass symbol and the trade name Longines. They had a reputation for quality, and precision, and they trademarked the name Longines in 1889. Uh, Longines is the oldest unchanged brand name registered with the World Intellectual Property Organization. Uh, they continue to work and create watches still there in the same place. Every Longines watch takes its brand's celebrated elegance, its quality, its precision to discerning wrists all over the world. And while each one honors the timeless art of watchmaking that has always defined the brand, the timepieces in this catalog are res resolutely contemporary. Okay, so here are some of their big deals that they did over the years. Uh, they created one of the first chronographs for your wrist in 1911. In 1925, they produced the first wristwatch chronograph with two independent pushers and a flyback mechanism. That same year, 1925, Longines developed the first wristwatch capable of converting local time into universal world time. Uh, in 1927, they came up with the Weems second setting watch with an innovative rotating central dial to synchronize the second hand to precisely hit to a radio time signal. It was a hit with navigators and pilots. So one of the things that Longines uh, kind of focused on in the 20s and 30s is pilots. They have some very interesting 
pilot watch was very interesting. I had one that was incredible. The bezel fell off of it. I was so mad. In 1931, Longines presented the first wristwatch with a rotating bezel on its Lindbergh watch for astro-navigation. Shortly af afterwards, Longines developed pilot's watches with a turning bezel calibrated on 60 seconds according to a proposal of Philip Van Horn Weems. So Longines came out with a watch called the Weems watch for aviators. Very popular, very collectible. Uh, in those days... People did not wear watches for fashion, you know, like military type watches. They wore them for military purposes, for industrial purposes. They didn't, it, you don't see those. That's why I'm saying it was popular, but there weren't that many out there. Very few. Uh, in 1935, Longines filed a patent with the flyback chronograph. Production started a year later. Its caliber 13ZN was one of the most technologically advanced chronograph movements of the time. Uh, in 1936, Longines used a high-precision 21.29 movement to develop an astro-navigation chronometer called Sidrograph. It expressed Greenwich side real time in degrees, minutes, and fractions of arc minutes and enabled quick calculation of position. So this was for navigation. Uh, in 1942, the British Hydrographic Survey produced one of the first dedicated military divers watch for the Royal Navy Frogmen with an accurate watch movement from Longines. It inspired the Longines Nautilus skin diver, which was lost in, launched in 1958. Now listen to this one. 1954, Longines developed its first quartz clock, which chalked up a series of records for accuracy at the Neuchâtel Observatory. With a 16-millimeter camera attached to a quartz clock, it also provided sporting officials with a series of images of athletes taken every hundredth of a second. So when you see these old images of sporting events and the timing is long jeans, you know why. And also Omega did a lot too. Okay, in 1959, Longines built the world's first high-frequency wrist chronometer oscillating at 36,000 beats an hour, which is the best. This technological milestone inspired the Longines Ultracron of 1967, the high-frequency watch with a guaranteed accuracy of two seconds a day. Is That is really significant because when you're doing mechanicals, it's a minute a day, not two seconds. That's the standard, a minute a day. If you're within a minute a day, you're all right. Isn't that wild? So Longines developed its first chronograph movement in 1878. Uh, they started timing horse racing in the 1880s and remained the leader in timing and scoring of equestrian sports around the world, including not only racing, but show jumping, eventing, and dressage. Longines' legacy in sports timekeeping time includes some key technological milestones as well. For example, the brand invented the broken wire electromagnetic timing system first used in July of 1912 at the Federal Gymnastic Festival in Basel. It uses a runner's body to break a clock-connected wire at the beginning and end of a race. And well over a century later, Longines is still behind cutting-edge innovations that measure record the performances at many of the world's major sporting events. Uh, let's see. They are the official timekeeper of the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, also the official timing partner of the Archery World Cup. Uh, it's designated official timekeeper partner and watch for over 40 prestigious comp competitions worldwide. So they do all kinds of stuff. 
let's talk about their watchmaking. Now they, I don't think they made a lot of their own movements for their regular watches. Yes. Chronometers and so on. And those are highly sought after and prized even today. Longies is not the most expensive company there is, but some of their things go very expensive. Like a lot of their military and their chronographs, older ones, they're very sought after. Uh, let's see. They launched the first high frequency five hertz movement for a chronometer wrist wristwatch in 1959. They did uh, balance spring created from silicon seven times lighter than a grain of rice and it enhances a watch's accuracy and longevity silicon is non-magnetic so the accuracy of the balance spring is not disturbed by exposure to magnetic objects that's the problem i'm having with my vacheron is that the balance spring the hairspring went magnetized and it messes it up uh, the performance of mechanical watches tends to deviate over time because of small everyday shocks which have little effect on silicon balance springs but there's more Silicon is resistant to corrosion, unaffected by normal temperature, variations, atmospheric pressure. That's really important. Really important because that's one of the things that watchmakers and watch designers have been trying to figure out for centuries is how to get the balance spring to work in different positions perfectly, different temperatures, because the metal changes. It expands, it contracts, you flip it over, it runs different. Uh, every of their watch has a five-year warranty i'm looking at the silicon balance spring here's some of the people that wear long jeans reggie jean page remember him from uh bridgerton shy ling lin don't know who she is kate winslet she's a big british star was in uh titanic simon baker he was on the tv show and zhao ling i don't know her michaela schifrin who is a skier Eddie Pang, don't know who he is. I can't even pronounce this one. Uh, Aishawara Rai Buchanan, don't know her. Ingeborga Dapkiniti, Jung Wu Soon, Jane Richard, don't know these people. But they're all sports people. Sonke Rottenberger, Brian Balsinger, Clement Knoll, who's a skier. Brian Balsinger's into horses, and so is Sonke Rothenberger. Uh, Marco Odemont looks like something. Yeah, he's a skier. Actually, he's a ski racer. Then there's Melanie Millard, who's a skier. And then Loic Millard, who must be her brother or husband. Uh, that's it. Remember, Longines is not like the most expensive company out there. They're a mid-priced company. So their stuff is not going to be super expensive. And yet their quality is nice. So they're going to get mid-level stars. They're not going to get, you know, George Clooney and people like that or Leonardo DiCaprio. They don't have the money or the budget. Plus, don't forget, they're in a stable with some of the finest watch companies in the world. And that's going to take precedence. Even Bommercier is above them. They're owned by Richemont. There's so many. Let me see if I can read you who Richemont owns. Because they, they are the biggest watch conglomerate there is. Their brands are amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay, here's who they've got. Get ready to hear these. These are just amazing companies. Um, okay, here's who they got. You ready? This is this is the Richemont Group. Busalati, 
Cartier, Van Cleef and Arpels, Langa and Son, one of the most expensive watch companies in the world, Bommercier, IWC of Schaffhausen, Jaeger Lecoultre, Panerai, Piaget, Roger Dubuis, Vacheron Constantine, uh, Watch Finder and Company, Nata Porter, Mr. Porter, The Outnet, Ukes, never heard of half of these, Chloe, Delval, Dunhill, Montblanc, Peter Millar, Purdy, Serapian. But here's the big ones. Boussalotti, Cartier, Van Cleef, Arpels, Langan Sun, Baumercier, IWC. I thought Juan uh, Jeans was in here. I don't see them. Okay, let's see who owns Juan Jeans, shall we? Because I am stumped. I am stumped, baby. Let's see who owns them. Um... I don't see anything yet, but I will not let it go. I will not let it go. Yeah, Longines and Omega were both neck and neck for so many years. I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't see the owner, though. Let's see. I thought they were part of the uh, Richemont. Ah, they're part of Swatch, baby. Okay. So let's go over this. They're part of Swatch. They're not part of Richemont. I do apologize. Hey, I make mistakes, you know? What can I say? What can I say? But Swatch is another very large company that makes watches. Here's who they own. Let me see if I can find all of them. Because I only found some of them. I want to find more. Okay, so Swatch. Let me talk about Swatch for a minute, because Swatch was a really interesting company. They are a company that was founded on a plastic watch that became extremely collectible. And they were absolute crap. I had a buddy of mine years ago that was collecting a Swatch, and he would run to the department stores whenever they had anything. It was amazing. And it was total crap. I didn't like their stuff. I was junk. And guess what? It was a bubble that burst. Yeah, it was a bubble that burst. So, But they got smart and they bought other watch companies. When you're doing well, you diversify. Smart. Here's who they own. Remember, this is the Swatch company. They own ETA, ETA, ETA Movements, Blanc Pond, Breguet, Glashute, Harry Winston, Omega, Tissot. Longines, Mido, Mido, Hamilton, Certina, and Rado. There's some good, good companies in there. So they are big. They are big. This is who they own. Uh, they came along around 1983, and they just started buying, buying up the companies like Richemont and Swatch are the two big companies. I mean, think about who they got. <clears throat> they got some really good companies under their little umbrella. Okay, so we have to take a quick break. So isn't that funny? Longines and Omega, which were big competitors for many, many years, are now stable mates. Weird, 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 weird. Okay, be right back. Okay, so we're talking about Longines, the world's most underwatched. So they have some very nice looking pieces. I have their catalog. 
and some of their stuff is beautiful. They have a very Cartier look to some of their pieces. They look kind of like a cougar, but beautiful. I mean, if I was in the market and I didn't want to spend an absolute fortune, wanted a fine Swiss watch, this is not a bad idea. They have beauties. They have quartz and they have automatics. Tanks, rounds, chronos, you name it. I like their tanks. They're good looking. Some of their tanks are very clean looking with sticks and stick hands. And then some look like Cartier with a guillotine dial. And it's got the dark Roman numerals on a kind of a silver dial with blued hands. Very antique looking. And then one of the things that they made was a, I think it was a five star. They made some really great watches. Yeah, they made some really good ones. Let's see what else they've got. Okay, so they have new stuff that looks pretty interesting. Um, kind of like some of them look like Omegas, but they're nice looking. Good size, 40, 41, 42 millimeter. They have diving watches. I mean, they look really I'm looking in the catalog and they look really good. They look like beautifully made watches that would command a lot of money. Now, these watches do not go for big money either. I like this Longines Skin Diver watch. That really looks like an old-fashioned skin diver watch. I like it. 42 millimeter, too big. Okay, so they had what's called a five-star, and here they are. Here's the new version of it. Five-star chronometer, automatic Longines round with a black dial. Uh, very military-looking. Easy to read, which I told you as you get older becomes important. They also have some antique-looking ones, like the Heritage Classic line, which looks like Longines from the 40s. It really does. Um, they have a two register. They have two different two register chronos. Both look like copies. And one says 1946. I was just going to say they look like copies of watches from the 40s. And they are. What a lot of these companies have done is they have gone back to their catalog, their old catalog, and found pieces they can reproduce and make look modern. Like here's a military one. And the dial looks modeled like it's old. 38.5. Yeah, manual wine, but they're nice looking watches. Here's the Lindbergh Hour Angle Watch. It's a very, very famous watch. And then here's the Weems. Now, when the Weems came out in the 40s, it was a small little watch. Now it's big, big, big. 47.5 millimeters is huge. And the Lindbergh, too, huge. So you can't miss it. White dial, black numbers, easy to read. Yeah. I mean, they have their regular stuff is kind of nondescript. Like, here's the regular um, line, Master Collection. They're nice. I mean, if you like, they, they kind of look sportier than a lot of other lines. More for, like, pilots and chronograph <coughs> enthusiasts, people like that. Their regular stuff looks kind of plain. Like, here's Chic Elegance. Let's see what they have. Yeah, they have... Longines was big in the 60s with putting out white gold watches and diamond bezels for men. They were big. They did the mystery dials. They did a whole bunch of really cool pieces. And here's a line that they're bringing out now that kind of reminds me of that. It's a round head with T-bar with lugs and a really tiny brick bracelet, you know, small bricks. And they have uh, diamonds on the bezels. And they have one that's a tonneau. These are quartz and automatics, don't have prices. They're called chic elegance. Then they have ones that look like, I told you, Cartier's. And you have a similar bracelet to a Cartier. I'm sure you can get one a hell of a lot cheaper than a Cartier. 
and it's a fine watch. There's nothing wrong with it. So if it was me and I was looking to buy something and didn't want to spend the money of a Cartier, this is not a bad idea. We'll look and see what the stuff's going for today. Because I have a feeling you can get it pretty reasonably by their stuff. And I used to have a lot of Longines stuff. I liked it. I'm sorry. I like Longines. I used to really like their stuff, especially their military, their pilot stuff. Oh, my God. Love it to death. Love it to death. I told you I had a really phenomenal one. The bezel fell off, and it was so cherry. It was a beauty. Really nice. Okay, I am looking up Longines. Okay, let's see what's out there. So they look similar. Stuff I'm seeing is pretty plain. Okay, here's one. A Hydro Conquest Black Men's Sunray watch. It's a diver's watch. It's a beauty. Looks like an Omega. <laughs> Looks like an Omega. But you could buy this one pre-owned for $540. I mean, how do you beat that? It's a hell of a deal if you think about it. 44 millimeter automatic. Let's see. Kind of movement. Doesn't say. It's automatic. It's a beautiful watch. Looks great. I mean, it looks like quality. It doesn't look like these crappy copies. This is a nice looking watch. Flip lock bracelet. Yeah, it's got the winged uh, hourglass. It's got a heavy oyster bracelet. <clears throat> nice. I mean, 540 bucks. Think about it. It's, here's another one. Same thing. 590. It's called a Conquest. Beautiful watch. Looks like a looks like an Omega Cross Submariner. Now here's one brand new with a blue dial. Really pretty. $994. I mean, think about what it would cost you to buy something better than that. More expensive. Not more expensive. Better name. Cost you a fortune. Like here's another one. Sunray Black Watch. $750. That's a hell of a price when you think of what it would cost you to buy a used Rolex Submariner or something of that quality. Even Omega's gone through the roof. But Longines is still a very good value. Very good. You get it brand new for under a thousand bucks. Here's 855. Same thing. They're showing, they're showing a lot of that watch. It's called a Hydro Conquest 39 millimeter. This one's quartz. 685 on the blue dial. Nice looking. Heavy, big. There's another one. This is 449. They're not expensive at all, but they're quartz. The Sunray one is a nice one. Looks like an Omega Seamaster. Kind of like the James Bond watch a little bit. But it has its own little feeling to it, its own little niche. I like it. Here's a lot of older ones. Like here's an Admiral 5-star. Remember I told you those are really good? It's going for 189 bucks. Needs a good buff. Yeah, the band's a little stretched. It's older, but it's nice. This could be 70s or 80s. Probably 80s. Nice. Got the day date on it. It's got turnable bezel, white dial, five-star admiral. Let's see what's in it. Automatic, papers, box, 1994. I told you it wasn't that old, but it's pretty scratched. It needs a good buff. But hey, I would do it. It's all solid. When the bezel's solid metal, not plastic or ceramic or any of that, you can buff it. And I can even tell you how to put the uh, color back in the numbers because the numbers are etched into the bezel. A lot of times when you buff them, the color, you know, like the black color goes bye-bye. And I can tell you what to do to bring it back. 
If you want to know, drop me a line. Because I will tell you. So that's their line. Conquest. Hydro Conquest. I like it. I like them. I mean, you can buy these things so cheap. They're like an Omega, but a hell of a lot cheaper. They're a much better deal. Um, there's some really nice ones. Here's a Conquest on a strap. It looks like an Explorer, but it's on a strap. They want $3.99. I mean, how do you beat this? 43 millimeter. It's big. It's not old. Really good deal. I would definitely tell you to check out Longines. Fresh battery, so it's quartz. But still, $3.99 is not a bad price. If you want to go look up something similar, you're going to be paying at least, what, triple, quadruple? Lots of tanks. There's some older Longines from the 50s and 40s. They're really cool looking. They did some really interesting stuff. And their watches were good quality. Here's one, 1927. Cushion case, $4.99. That's that Omega. It'd be triple the price. And it's the same quality. I, I really believe Longines is pretty good. I always did. But I'm looking at the newer stuff on here. Because, you know, what the hell? Everybody wants something fresh and new. They don't want, always want uh, antiques. They want to be able to wear stuff every day and be a little rougher on it. You know, you get these antiques and you can't do that. Like here's one called a La Dolce, Dolce Vita. Nice looking with integrated bracelet. New, $4.99. I mean, how do you beat this stuff? It's a good looking watch. Nice. Very nice. Very, very nice. Tanya, Longines is the world's most honored watch for a reason. And in my opinion, a real sleeper. Longines Spirit Automatic Black Dial Titanium, but they want a lot of money. $2,200. They're going to go up, I'm telling you. The reason Longines is not as big as Omega is simply because Omega spent a fortune on advertising. A fortune. When Concord did that, it brought them into the ranks, the big boys, and the same thing Omega took off and exploded. And they advertised like crazy. Like here's one of these Conquest Quartz, which is a nice looking watch with a silver dial, 429. And then I would look at the quality of the band, see if it's, see, I'm looking at it. The bezel's got scratches. I'm sure it all has scratches, but no big deal. I can, you know, I can take it out. I can teach you how to do it in a minute. Not hard. Okay, so why am I looking at the new stuff? Here's one. Hydra Conquest Divers Watch Blue Quartz, 44 millimeter, too big, 679, still a good price. Conquest Blue Stainless Steel Men's Chronograph, 899. I mean, this one's new. So they got some beauties here, real beauties. And I like divers watches in military. And like here's 41 millimeter automatic stainless steel diving watch, 1070, brand new. That's a nice look. Looks like an Omega. Doesn't look like a Rolex. Like here's an here's a special one of their aviator watches with 37 jewel, two reg chrono, 1175 pre-owned. That's a hell of a price. When you see this, it looks like a Breitling or something. It's really good quality. And they're not charging a fortune. I really think it's a hell of a deal, especially for collectors like you and I. It's something to look at because they have some, their antiques are not expensive at all. I mean, you can get a really good deal on their old stuff. Big Eye Chronograph. Longines Heritage. So it's, this is a copy of an antique. 2100 Nice. 
Okay, we got about a minute left, so I want to try to see if I can find anything else. Here's a GMT Blue Dial Longines 872. Here's an older quartz one, 139. It's a beauty. It's a beauty. It's got day and date. It looks just like an Omega from that same period, and it's 139 bucks. How do you beat that, may I ask? No way. Here's a Conquest all steel with a silver dial. It's kind of plain looking dial, but still nice. 550. Here's the one I like, the Hydro Conquest. Brand new, 888. I'm telling you, even Parallel, which I like, would be triple the price. Here's a pre-owned. Hydro Conquest black dial 646. I mean, that 600 bucks is really where I stop. That's where I think under that is a great deal. Okay, here's a real Weems, a little one 735. And this is an antique from the 40s, and it's a beauty. That's my guy in Japan, too. That might be a new version of it, but it looks small. I think it looks original. I've had those. They're little, they're pilot's watches, and the bezel locks. It turns and has a screw down lock on it. Really an interesting piece. Okay, I think we got to say goodbye. Yes, we got to say goodbye. It's always a pleasure to talk to you 